If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. the next 60 minutes here on Newsnight. Minority in Parliament questions source of 4 billion CDs announced by Finance Minister to recapitalize distressed National Investment Bank. As it says, more answers are needed to back government's move to save the struggling bank. Where the funds are going to come from to capitalize it, I'm not quite clear. So it is difficult to tell anything because even if you promise uh, uh, 600 million or 1 billion CDs or whatever he promises it uh, to, to do this, we ask where would that money come from? They warn that more capital projects will stall as it questions the absence of the huge indebtedness to contractors in the 2024 budget presented by the finance minister. I also didn't see anything in the budget that suggests the government is committed to paying the billions they owe road contractors currently, 80% of them who are not on site because they've raised certificates and they've not been paid. But it's not all doom and gloom. The minority chief whip has some praise for government. After the crusade by Honorable Sosu, Mr. Speaker, and the whole country about taxes on sanitary pad, the proposition is that those ones will be taken off on uh, the, the ones that are manufactured here. I am happy with that one. And tonight we'll hear from the Federation of African Medical Equipment and Devices and Suppliers as they welcome tax exemptions on medical consumables and raw materials for pharmaceutical industry. About 98% of these products are imported into the country and the high cost of uh, taxes also increases the high cost, also increases the cost of healthcare delivery in the country. And in business, Bank of Ghana warns the public against dealing with eight forex operators as well as remittance companies. We'll get you more details on business. And as far as we have from headquarters of the Black Stars, who is optimistic of a good start for the national team to the 2026 World Cup qualifiers beginning tomorrow against Madagascar. Mm. And later, state funeral hell for former First Lady Theresa Kufo ahead of final funeral rites on Saturday. You were strict and had rules which were 
hard to follow sometimes. But somehow, you always knew it was you we were referring to. We we'll also hear from former President John Mahama, who has also been you guys in the former First Lady. Great person. She was a good First Lady. She was very respectable. Your views and comments here on Newsnight 055-1111-997. My name is Evans Mentor. And I am MFA Paul. Many thanks for choosing us once again. The minority in parliament are tonight questioning the source of funds allocated in the 2024 fiscal budget to recapitalize the distressed National Investment Bank. The opposition MPs earlier this year kicked against government's plans to either collapse the NIB, that's the National Investment Bank, or merge it with the Agricultural Development Bank, ADB. But Finance Minister Ken Ferrieta during the budget presentation yesterday announced a 4 billion CD capital injection to save the structure banks listen mr speaker we envision that in the coming week also extensive um, discussions of our ipps um, should lead to some resolutions on uh, our payments of energy systems and mr speaker i'm confident that this will successfully be done in the coming uh, few days or weeks the fund mr speaker is also offering um, $250 million uh, from the World Bank, supported uh, by subfund targeted at qualifying banks and SDIs, and a city equivalent of $500 million um, of GOG funded subfund that will help, as I mentioned, to cap recapitalize a state owned financial institution, as well as potentially supporting other indigenously controlled financial institutions. In addition, a provision of $4 billion has been made in the 2024 budget to address NIB, distressed SDIs, and other outstanding legacy policies in the financial sector. Notwithstanding the ongoing litigation commenced by shareholders of Black Shield Capital Management Limited, formerly Gold Shield Securities, the SEC will continue to engage the official liquidator and clients of the defined Black Shield to reach a consensus on a framework for a bailout intervention and an amicable resolution to the impact. Well, the finance minister also made an announcement about the plans to recapitalize banks beginning from next week to make it more viable to support the private sector. Mr. Speaker, key interventions to improve the business environment include enhancing the business regulatory reform, crowding in private sector financing of 20 billion through foreign direct investments and amendments to the GIPC Act has been completed and submitted to Parliament. The Speaker, the group strategy sets ambitious targets for easing access of the domestic private sector, including medium and long-term finance at competitive rates. Government will leverage the plans of the Development Bank of Ghana, Gersel, Venture Capital Trust Fund, and the Ghana Investment Infrastructure Fund to provide loans, partial guarantees, and venture capital to private entities for transformational and strategic projects in agriculture. Mr. Speaker, channels would include the Development Bank of Ghana to increase the lending volume of the Development Bank of Ghana to 2 billion CDs for 2024. For Gezel, to provide 350 million partial risk guarantees to leverage private sector participation in the agricultural sector. Government will also support DBG for fundraising of an additional billion dollars in 2024 to support their work. Mr. Speaker, the IFC working with government will pursue 500 million commitment of financing from the World Bank's IFC as a partner in Ghana's mutual prosperity dialogue. The recapitalization of banks. Mr. Speaker, government and the World Bank will recapitalize the banks through the Ghana Financial Stability Fund and the financial sector program. With over 10 billion CDs, Mr. Speaker, to enable aggressive financing 
of private sector businesses. Mr. Speaker, the banks will be recapitalized in the coming week. Furthermore, Venture Capital Trust will be given additional funds to ensure that the private sector has access to that. Mr. Speaker. Finance Minister Ken Oferieta there on a bank recapitalization amongst others. Well, already the minority has been raising questions about a number of things captured in the budget. Let me bring in the minority chief wave governs Kwame Abuja. Many thanks for your company here on Newsnight. So particularly you're questioning the source of this 4 billion CDs that will be pumped into NIB and ADB. Really, what really is your suspicion? Why questioning the source of this particular money? Good evening, MFR. Good evening, to Evans, um, uh, and your cherished listeners. Well, um, we are happy that uh, finally government can give a clear indication as to what they wanted to do with NIB. We believe NIB should not be collapsed or sold out. Uh, the staff and everybody there deserves uh, a job. We believe NIB can be turned around to work for uh, Ghanaian. But all that I've heard the finance minister say is just fine English. Uh, Nigerians will call it udio money. When the economy was even better, they were not able to do any of these things. MFA, just watch this. We are in a very bad situation financially. Every entity that can be owed money by government is currently owed a lot of money. Every every uh, fund that ought to be uh, uh, funded properly in terms of what we, we, we set out in uh, the, the laws of Ghana in terms of, uh, what do you call it, uh, the, the get fund, road fund, common fund, is owed billions as we speak. Assemblies just got a fraction of what they are, they are owed since the beginning of January, uh, just uh, this week, or last week and this week. They still owe them billions. Road fund is owed billions. Uh, NHIS is owed a lot of money. Contractors are unpaid. In fact, the contra road contractors are owed maybe in the tune of getting to almost 12 to 15 billion. And you are talking about just mentioning money. We are going to set aside the 4 billion for NIB, 500 million for this. Where is the source of that money? Does that money exist anywhere that government is unable to use or store this money anywhere? The details are just sketchy. The government is broke. We can't pay for anything. So it is fine English to say we are going to allocate this billion to this, this billion to that. But I don't see anywhere in the budget where these funds are going to be coming from. Ghana Infrastructure Fund, laughable. Ghana Infrastructure Fund is broke. In fact, we are told, uh, how do you call it? Agenda 111 will be funded by Ghana Infrastructure Fund. A SkyTrain will be funded by Ghana Infrastructure Fund. In fact, we are still going to pursue Ghana Infrastructure Fund for, uh, to refund the $2 million they pay to the phantom company anyway. Ghana infrastructure fund is broke. After funding the, the, the Pullman Hotel at the airport, and which is still in abeyance, if you go there now, there's nothing happening there. So Ghana infrastructure fund is not, is not in any healthy uh, position to be able to do anything. So the minister uh, might have a wish, which is good, wish to fund the, the NIB, wish to fund projects, but the truth is that he cannot prove that the, 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 the funds he's talking about have got any check above uh, sources. That is, a, that is the reality. But I'm sure that, uh, like you, you're also here to uh, take a deeper look at that over 300-page full budget that was presented uh, to Parliament, at least, apart from the highlights that we heard from uh, the Finance Minister. You're here to take a look, deeper look, at this particular document. But if the money actually exists and he gives you the details of it, is it also a question about priority for you, where this money is going into? Because I've heard you talk about NHIS amongst others. Really, uh, you feel that if even if this $4 billion exists, you shouldn't just be going into NHIS IB, but to go to other areas. Well, I agree with you, but uh, there's a point. Uh, as, for, as, for, as I speak to you, I'm the minority chief. Whip. Government is not has not provided the full uh, copies of the budget to any member of parliament. Nobody has got a copy, so we are all dealing with the the abridged version and uh, the soft copies that people can lay hands on. Members of parliament do not have a full copy of the budget, which is actually uh, an anomaly because. Uh, if you read a budget and 24 hours has passed, we don't have a copy of an issue. But I agree with you. I feel the government, all of us, need to uh, prioritize issues. I wouldn't say that the NIB wouldn't, doesn't deserve that. I would rather say that we can halt the, the construction of the uh, DOG headquarters and set aside that $250 million 
to and give to uh, NIB, I'll be happy to start with. So yes, we will need to uh, prioritize. But uh, even if you see, uh, whenever the, 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 the document comes, I don't expect that government is going to say that they have discovered some 20 billion, which was hiding somewhere that they are going to use. Because if we have that money, we wouldn't be going around capping hands everywhere, begging everybody to give us, uh, what do you call it, uh, 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 3 billion, including the, 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 the uh, IMF. So I believe we are in a hard place and we need to uh, prioritize. Government can do the right thing by prioritizing. And we are just asking all these billions we are seeing in English uh, are being allocated here and there. Where is it? Is it tax money? Is it going to be borrowed? Is it going to, is it, is it like a money actually sitting somewhere that we have decided not to use, but rather go around borrowing? The, 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 the reality is that money does not exist. As in almost all budgets that um, the government have read in the, uh, since 2017, they make allocations. They never disperse those money. At the end of the day, they, they come the next uh, year and then do a uh, uh, paper allocation. That is the reality. So don't get uh, too excited about the fact that they've mentioned four billion for NIB. Otherwise, they should put a timeline on it. When are we going to get the four billion given to them? Next week or two weeks time? Well, um, Mr. Abuja, we are grateful yeah. for your time. Of course, Thank it's you. 2024, so we are hoping that it's in the budget. It should start from next year. We didn't get a timeline whether it's actually uh, immediately, but um, that's captured in the 2024 budget. One would hope that uh, that will be next year. But let's bring in uh, Mr. Sedo. He's a financial banking analyst. Uh, joins us on the line on this particular issue as well. So 4 billion CDs allocation. From what you know about the status of NIB, is that what the bank needs? Uh, good, good evening to everybody. I think the question would be what is it that we did that got us here that we are looking for correction and whether we are ready that if we are recapitalized we won't repeat our mistakes. I think that's what we should be concerned about. We have seen too many financial institutions failing that we should be talking about the correction before uh, the recapitalization. And do you get the sense that we are on the way for recorrection before this recapitalization path that we are on? Well, from what I think, I don't think we are learning. Um, we're talking about in election year, a lot of money we intend to move around. And would it be put to productive use for those banks to be profitable and build their reserves? Or they'll be given up as loans. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado. Para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Which subsequently will write off as losses. So we would need to get the depth of doing things and doing things right. There's no free money anywhere. The, the 4 billion we are talking of would come from somewhere. And it has value. Whoever is giving us the money deserves some returns. But where we are placing it, we can be sure that we can manage it and generate the returns that is needed. But from your reading of the NIB situation, is there a redeemable one? Well, we need to resolve NIB. Whatever it is, it needs to be resolved. Uh, again, like I said, what is it that happened in NIB that created this crisis? It used to be a very good bank, very profitable, holding valuable assets. So what did we do to erode all those assets to get into this deep hole? So we need to restructure the bank itself, scale it down before putting in money, putting strong hands, and hope that so we turn it around and generate returns for those who are putting that money in. So I do not think that they are talking about putting $4 billion into just NID. 
Mm. Well, we'll come in days. Uh, we'll take a look at it. But Evans would want to come in on this. Uh, and also, uh, we noticed beyond mm. NIB, the government also announced that some 10 billion uh, CDs will also be used to recapitalize banks generally. And then, Doc, I'm, I'm curious to pick your thoughts on that. Beyond NIB, government is looking at recapitalizing banks generally. 10 billion uh, CDs investment there. What do you make of that approach? Yes, we, we, we need to put it in perspective. Uh, banks are highly geared. That's a technical word we use. So banks leverage on other people's assets. That is your deposit or your uh, instruments that we buy from them. That is what they use to generate their assets. That is the loan they give. It's not their own capital they use. So if you see banks' book, they posted money many times more than the capital they put in. But in terms of risk management, we need to put in adequate capital to support the risk you are assuming. And what has happened to us means that deposited money is locked up somewhere. So the bank's ability to turn around or turn over deposited money is limited. And their own profitability is also challenged. And therefore, they need fresh injection to be able to operate optimally. And if that fresh injection doesn't come, and all of us to match in looking for our money, you will see that there will be major crisis. So it's a good thing to do to try to recapitalize the banks. But again, the question would be, what did we do wrong? Are we correcting those things? And the irony is where the problem started from, it is the same source. We are looking for money to resolve it. Uh, the earlier speaker spoke about whether the money are available. My understanding of budgeting is that you think of how to raise money, you think of how to spend it. Ultimately, it's the efficient use of resources that is what matters. Wherever we put money, we should be able to generate adequate return from that source. And it begs the question, 10 billion CDs, will that be enough considering the hit that the banks took with the DDEP? <laughs> we need to start from somewhere. We need, I mean, even even if you do think of merging some of the banks and put resources in for them to manage over time to get out of the doldrum, that is good enough. It's better than doing nothing. Um, let, let's remember that people are working, their family is depending on them. There is no need to create a massive disruption. I think we need to minimize the disruption and find a clever way to resolve the banks that are having challenges. Combined with recapitalization, should the authorities explore, the banking sector themselves, explore mergers and acquisitions as part of the solution? Yes. Look, I do not think that we have a big economy. And my position always has been we have too many financial institutions in this country, which even makes it difficult for regulation. So the smaller these institutions are, uh, the space you have for stronger hands to manage these institutions, the easier it is to regulate. So when we focus our resources in smaller, relatively smaller, I mean, in terms of numbers, institutions, we will get better results. Look at it this way. Every bank that we open will have a managing director, uh, we'll have a secretary, we'll have these, we have that. So we need to scale down with the number of financial institutions we have. We, we're just being very wasteful. Thank you very much. And that's uh, Dr. Sedodes helping us navigate a very complex world of recapitalization and the finance minister has announced that 10 billion will come he says as soon as the next week and then nib will also get 4 billion uh, if you work there at nib i want to hear from you if you work in the banking sector or let me hear from you 0551111997 if we need to ask the question now that you've heard the government approach to dealing with the banks to help them survive does that give you any confidence that your bank 
will indeed thrive and, and serve you better. Again, share your thoughts, 055-1111-997. Well, um, there were also concerns raised by the minority on capital projects that will stall, as it questions the absence of huge indebtedness to contractors in the 2024 budget. Well, we've been hearing from Governor Kwame Agbuja on this, but you know about the reliefs, um, the seven or so reliefs, the key ones uh, is the exemption on the importation of medical consumables and raw materials for the pharmaceutical industry. And that that excites the Federation of African Medical Equipment and Devices and suppliers the most. Well, the high cost of special health care delivery in the country, we know, has led to loss of debts. And we've been talking about renal care in the last few months and weeks for some time now. Let me bring in Anthony Ameka. Uh, he's the, the Federation. He leads the Federation of um, African Medical Equipment and Devices and Suppliers Association. Joins us on the line. Thank you so much uh, for your time here on Newsnight. So you've been hearing the list of um, reliefs that has been given, I'm sure that uh, key for you is the exemption on medical consumables and raw materials for the pharmaceutical industry um, that really is key for you. Let's talk about your initial reaction to the reliefs that you heard the finance minister announce. Hello, Mr. Ameka. Yes, um, good evening to you and also to your challenge listeners. Um, Yes, we, are, uh, we um, our members are very happy or grateful for the announcement that was made yesterday by the Minister of Finance concerning the uh, of taxes on the non-gas marble that we are currently importing into the country, as well as uh, some of the inputs that will facilitate manufacturing of such products in Ghana. Now, these medical consumables, at least you have the technical brains, but really one can assume safely that this will include consumables for dialysis amongst others, correct? Correct. Mm. So then it means that costs of doing this or the dialysis amongst others in the coming days could come down? Yeah. Um, now that the announcement has been made by the minister, uh, we are now going to engage the minister of finance and other stakeholders to come up with a list that to be exempted under this policy, um, after which um, an airline will be presented to government for consideration before the company. And of course, if we are able to um, get the waiver, uh, uh, tax of um, this non-drug consumables will definitely come down. The prices will come down, and it also means that there will be a reduction in the uh, health cost or the health bill government because NHIA uh, costs will come down. Well, but let's talk about uh, the existing, okay. how it, it looks like now in terms of the production of these medical consumables, um, not just for the renal care amongst others, but really when we talk about the cost of producing these medical consumables here, because it looks like most of it imported though, but how does it look like? What's the difficulty? What's the challenge in that regard? Okay, currently, I must say that we are importing about 90% of all the medical consumables that we use at the various facilities which amounts to close to um, 4.9 dollars. And that's the cost that we get at the moment. Um, if we are able to get this for sure, uh, also, because most of our members are also preparing at their different stages of going to local manufacturing that Beyond this is what we're looking at where the government will also be more other incentives to attract companies who are currently important to go into the local manufacturing system of this project to the country. We're grateful, Ms. Ameka. Uh, that's uh, Anthony Ameka, leads the Federation of African Medical Equipment and Devices and Suppliers on the issue. Well, we are particularly excited about the key uh, reliefs, the, the exemptions on the importation of agricultural machinery equipment and inputs and medical consumables, raw materials for the pharmaceutical industry. You're so live on News 90s yeah. on Joy 99.7 FM. And MFA, we're hearing tonight from Gertrude Tokoni, the Chief Justice, who is alarmed about the security situation 
of the judiciary. Now, he says, she says, there have been attacks on judges and personnel of the judicial service and it's affecting justice delivery due to the lack of concrete security measures at the courts. Actually, she revealed that many courts across the country are still under lock and key as a result of these security breaches and warns that if the situation is not checked, uh, it will create a situation where justice delivery will be impacted even further. As she raised these concerns during an engagement on public safety between the Judiciary Service and members of the Police Management Board. Let me just briefly touch on deepening the security around the courts. In recent times, we have heard of attacks on, on judges and attacks on court personnel. And um, so in, in your address, you spoke about concrete measures. We can also be looking at concrete measures, little, little steps, big, big steps that can assist to ensure that those attacks are totally stopped. Because um, our work is work that leads to peace. And if you don't have a court functioning in a community, then you are creating a, a space for um, more destruction rather than more solution. As we speak now, there are certain courts that are still closed because of the security issues. Well, the Inspector General of Police, Dr. George Kufudampari, during that meeting also assured the commitment of his administration in addressing these challenges. We don't want to take these engagements for granted. And also, at this very level, and I have to repeat, at this very level, it's so much, it is so much important. It is of so much importance to us, and we don't want to take it for granted. So we look forward to listening, documenting, going out there, discussing, coming out with actionable strategies, implementing them, and coming back to you for us to have our job or our work marked to see where we stand and then going back again and keep improving. Let's bring in the Public Relations Office of the Ghana Bar Association, Xavier Kuje. Xavier, thanks for your time here on News Night. Uh, the complaints we had from the Chief Justice, you are in the court on a daily basis. How bad is it? Uh, Ivan Singh, thank you very much and good evening to your listeners. Uh, Ivan, I think uh, uh, it, it calls for attention in the sense that uh, uh, some of the issues that have been you realize uh, is coming out of ignorance. If you take the issues that have been at Tamale recently, you realize it's purely a lack of how the education process works. So I have only said that we need to educate people on how the education process works. Because once you're not able to resolve issues and you've come to court, you have to be patient. And sometimes to uh, opinion leaders in communities sometimes appear to be interfering in the work of judges, which is a concern to me. Yes, you may have an issue with how a particular judge is handling his or her case, but I don't think that it's something that you have to sit somewhere and uh, organize a group of people organize themselves to defeat the court. So I think it's a, it's, a, it's a big concern that needs to be addressed. What about the Chief Justice's concern about the lack of adequate security around the courts, especially in these remote areas? Yeah, I think that she has a point there, but the, the question to be asked is that uh, do we have the manpower for that? Does the Ghana Police Service or other security agencies uh, have what it takes to assign their men to all those places. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir Tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCIUS LLC. Well, we may have to think of it as a, as a nation because if these are concerns that are coming up every time, then of course we have to go to the root. If there's a need for more people to be recruited into the security agencies, then that must be done so that uh, we take care of the situation. But, but in all this, I think that if proper education is, is done and people appreciate how the education process works. It shouldn't be a problem.
but to learn that we have courts now still under lock and key because of insecurity because the judges the, the judicial service workers aren't confident that they are adequately protected that that really is serious is it not i mean it, it tells you that something urgently needs to be done of course as you deal with the long-term intervention of education we must find the men the personnel the resources to, to protect these courts yeah we must find the men to protect the courts but you see we must also let the indigents know or whoever those people who do those things know that they cannot just do anything i think the chief justice may be referring to a few indigents that happened i think sometime last year when a judge couldn't uh, go to i think a court in order or something but i spoke to the upper regional president of the bar and according to him he's been assured that somebody will be posted there soon so i think we may have to beef up the security but it all boils down to uh, education because you may have security men as post yet people will still try to do what they think is right. Sibia Kujo, thank you very much. And he speaks for the Ghana Bar Association. So live your news tonight on Joy 99.7 FM. And George Riafe is joining us with business. George, there is a lot still uh, to unpack from this budget. We've just been talking about the government's uh, commitment to invest 10 billion CDs to recapitalize the bank. That's a, that's yeah. a very important yeah. announcement yeah. yesterday. And then 4 billion mm -hmm. to recapitalize NIB and other uh, financial institutions struggling. Uh, that's a huge line there. Yeah. The question yeah. is, where is government going to get the money from? Uh, and is this even sustainable? I mean, as Dr. Yeah. Seto had raised, there are fundamental uh, I guess questions about restructuring the entire bank. That's the NIB yeah. because if you put in money, it may go through and and, and not really solve the problem. Mm. And even so you're right values. on that one. There are issues about the, there've been questions raised in the past about some of these commercial banks and whether the way to go is injection of fresh capital or more of a structural review or reorganization. So that is still an issue on board for us to discuss. In terms of funding, it looks like the IMF might be making some money available for this financial sector a reform that's supposed to be undertaken by government. So they might provide some funding to assist the government to help recapitalize some of these commercial banks. Well, events coming up in business, Bank of Ghana warns public against dealing with eight money transfer organization and forex firms that are operating without Bank of Ghana's approval. And total public debt stock slows to 66% of the value of the economy ending August this year. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Kingdom Books and Stationery, Syntax Tanks and Pepsodent, Chakul and Herbal. When you want to eat, just Momo it. Tired of the long queues in the supermarket? Pay with Momo. When you really want that beautiful new blouse, just Momo it. When you want to get a trim and get fresh to impress you know who, just Momo it. When you need to pay your utility bills and domestic staff, Shani Momo. When you want to send love to the family back home, send some Momo. Join the millions of MTN Momo users all over Ghana and live life the brighter way. So just Momo it. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 764209 or 762792 visit our website 
Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double layer tank. And now, you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana. And now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project, or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress-free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank Maximum Guarantee. Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SyntexGH.com. Syntex Tank. A year strong. A year tough. For over 10 years, Old Mutual has been touching lives in Ghana. Whether you're a trader or a student, an entrepreneur or an employer, or nearing your retirement, we have the right financial solutions tailored just for you. Contact Old Mutual on 030-7000-600 or visit our website on oldmutual.com.gh to learn more. And let's realize your financial freedom together. 10 years of greatness, here for a lifetime. Old Mutual, do great things every day. The movie lovers always get some story to share, and the Premier League lovers too, they like complain. Hey, VR, ego over you. Hey, this one, dear, it's like you're talking about me. The DSTV movie channels, oh. They over me. This festive season, it go over you even more on DSTV. Sports are sports, movies and swap movies, kids channels are kids channels. And if you happen to be out this festive period, the DSTV stream go meet you there. Dial star 759 hash to reconnect or stay connected and unbox the entertainment this festive season. DSTV, it's your moment. The luckiest. Luck is everywhere for everyone. Keep buying your luckiest ticket with Star 712 Hash as an individual, a group, an association, or even a community. And stand a chance of winning in the community draw or the ultimate draw on 23rd of December. Be the luckiest on Star 712 Hash and win millions. Ticket sale starts on October 4th, 2023. And draw date is on 23rd December, 2023. Play responsibly, not for persons under 18 years. This promotion is regulated by the NLA on the Caritas platform. Win millions on Star 712 you welcome back to business on Newsnight. Now, the Bank of Ghana is warning the public against dealing with aid money transfer organizations and forex firms operating without approval. The Bank of Ghana, in a statement issued a while ago, maintained that these firms are operating within the remittance and forex market without approval from the Bank of Ghana. The firms are lengthy, wise, transfer go, zoom a PayPal service. The rest are stand value, boss revolution, BTC, AZA Finance, and Supersonic. The Bank of Ghana, in a said notice, advising the various players within the banking and financial sectors not to facilitate transactions for these firms. The central bank asked that it will not hesitate to sanction any financial institution that doesn't comply with this directive. Let's still stay within the industry because the Bank of Ghana says it has instituted a lot of measures to promote digitization in the banking sector and financial technology startups. The central bank maintains that some of these incentives or initiatives have gone a long way to improve payment systems within the country. First Deputy Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Maxwell Pokofar, has been speaking to Nasdaq Trade Talk uh, that is on the sidelines of the FinTech Festival in Singapore. 
2019 when we worked together to introduce the Payment Systems and Services Act. This Payment Systems and Services Act allowed the Bank of Ghana to license and also regulate electronic money issuers and payment service providers. That was transformational. Prior to that, they were not officially licensed and regulated by the Bank of Ghana. So once we were able to get that in, on board and we were able to then license and regulate them, then the Bank of Ghana in 2020 set up a dedicated office in the bank called the Fintech and Innovation Office. That dedicated office was then to drive the agenda for the cash light agenda and also to promote the digitization agenda in Ghana. How does this align with the broader transformation goals of Ghana? Since the government came into power, they decided to transform the economy through digitization and to promote growth. So digitization has been a key agenda for that and the central bank has been at the center of this digitization drive. So what we've done is that since setting up having the Payment Systems and Services Act in place and setting up FinTech office, we've put together a lot of policy initiatives that are aligned with that of the government's broader agenda. One, we've tried to bring back what we call a risk-based licensing and regulatory framework. You know, it's always difficult to strike a good balance between innovation right. and financial stability. So we've tried to do that to ensure that we bring proportionality to the way fintechs are regulated and licensed to give them the flexibility to innovate, but at the same time to ensure that we do not compromise on financial stability. First Deputy Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Maxwell Pukwafari, speaking on the Nasdaq Trade Talk program on the sidelines of the FinTech Festival in Singapore. The country's total debt stock has slowed significantly when it comes to a share of the value of the economy. Now, this was captured in the fiscal performance data for the first eight months of this year. There is more in this report. Of course, there were some new efficiency measures that have been rolled out because if you look at the presentation the finance minister indicated that we're looking to raise some 0.9 percent of gdp by way of revenue additional how and we apologize for that uh, wrong insert let's look at the story and government is challenging claims that the 2024 budget has not been responsive to current challenges facing the economy. It follows concerns that the finance minister failed to cut down on government's expenditure as well as take action on some taxes to bring relief to Ghanaians. But Deputy Minister of Energy, Japameso, disagrees. He first responded to government decision to review some proposed tax increases. And see measures that have been rolled out. Because if you look at the presentation, the finance minister indicated that we're looking to raise some 0.9% of GDP by way of revenue additional. How to do that is to really look at the existing tax regime and to input some efficiency measures that then allows you to raise more revenue. Also, if you look at the expenditure pattern over the past year, clearly government has cut expenditure significantly to meet the targets that they had set okay and so uh, uh, clearly uh, those of the Ghanaians who know the NPP administration uh, look when we came into government in 2017 yes we're under an IMF program but at the time all the criteria benchmark that had been set by the NDC government none of it had been met okay Hence, the need for us to extend the program by a year and work hard to achieve significant benchmarks that then led to our successful completion of the program. And Andrews Jefamesa is the Deputy Minister of Energy. Let's get back to our earlier story. In the country's total debt stock has slowed significantly when it comes to its share of the total value of the economy. This was captured in the fiscal performance data for the first eight months of this year. There is more in this report. 
The fiscal data showed that Ghana's debt as a percent of the gross domestic product reduced by more than 6% to hit a little over 66%. Government in the 2024 budget is linking the decline to some progress made when it comes to domestic debt exchange program. However, the budget was silent on the nominal figure. But the Bank of Ghana's economic and financial data showed that in June this year, total debt stocks stood at... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. 575.5 billion Ghana cedis, representing 71.9% of the value of the economy. The development might not necessarily mean that the value has gone down, but may be due to the fact that the economy has expanded significantly since the last time that the numbers was put out. But for some, it is not clear why we have not witnessed some significant decline in the total debt numbers, even after government announced that it has concluded the domestic debt exchange program. The finance ministry is now working to secure a deal with the external bilateral creditors, a move that could help the country get the IMF board approval on the November 22, 2023 meeting in Ghana. And that is a business tax report. Meanwhile, government failed to realize its total revenue and grant target for the first eight months of this year. The fiscal data showed the world government was hoping to secure a little over 82 billion Ghana cities. It got 79 billion Ghana cities ending August this year. This represents 3 billion Ghana cities less against the target. When it comes to the domestic revenue, government got 77 billion Ghana cities against the 80 billion Ghana cities that it was hoping to realize. Now, young technical and vocational education and trainees have been urged to build resilience in their business to effectively manage and change and find solutions to new challenges. According to the founder, the chief executive officer of DCG Group, Analio Africa Jibodi Kukudosu, the resilience in circumstances may go a long way to help the situation. She was speaking at the 2023 graduation ceremony of the design and tech institute institution is not going back you have to make the best of it if you look at people who have traveled to the west and come back or people who come from other places and try and find out that something why are they high that something is emotional intelligence which cannot be spoken that something is communication everything which is only felt with their emotion so even though the employers cannot explain it what they are saying is that they don't have the right body language executive of DCG Group and Alio Africa, Jibodito Sudan. That's all for business on Newsnight. Back to you, MFA and Evans. Thank you very much, George. We'll be looking forward to tonight's edition of PM Express Business Edition. Thank you very much, George. Let's talk about clean air uh, tonight and environmental scientists are calling on company owners and woodworkers themselves to understand the risks they face and put in place measures to protect them. They say protective equipment and workplace safety and training are crucial to prevent a growing problem of acute and chronic lung diseases in woodworkers. Mona Lisa Frempong has more. 53-year-old George Boatin has been a carpenter for more than 25 years. He says his hands are the most important part of his body. They are his tool to get the job done every day and he is extremely careful to protect them. But hands aren't the only part of his body at risk as a carpenter. Exposure to dust and chemicals in the course of everyday work can damage an even more critical part of a carpenter's body, the respiratory organs. That's according to the head of the respiratory unit at the Confuanoche Teaching Hospital in the Ashanti region, Dr. Divine Amenuke. The 
find sawdust have got different um, sizes in terms of uh, the type of food that is used, whether it's hard or soft. And um, with those ones, the relatively bigger ones tend to settle more in the mouth and nose area uh, to the truth. Then we have other ones that are go a bit deeper down into the um, upper part of the chest. And this story was in collaboration with the New Narratives. Funding was provided by the Clean Air Fund. Uh, we can do sports now. And Ms. Bao will join us uh, with details pretty shortly. Hello, Ms. Bao. Hello, Evans. Well, the Black Stars are playing tomorrow against Madagascar. And uh, it's the first of uh, walk-up qualifiers, 2026 walk-up qualifiers. And uh, Chris Eaton has been speaking. He's very optimistic about a win. Is hoping that we'll get more goals in our game tomorrow. But one question that was posing was the inclusion of Andrea Yu, who hasn't played for about four months now. And many asked, why did you include Andrea Yu in the squad? And this was his answer. Our captain, he has uh, value to what he can give us on, on the pitch, what he can show in training. Um, but also he has value as our captain. We have, you know, something that's not spoken about so much we have a lot of young players in the squad um a lot of young players means a lot of inexperience in in the in the squad um andre has value as value as our, our captain leadership qualities uh, and i think inspirational value to the younger players in this in this squad yeah so that's you sitting and uh, well of course, you also just touched a bit on Rafael Jamina Wum, uh, former Ghana international who lost his life through cardiac arrest, you know, while playing. And um, he spoke about how he almost signed him in 2017. I knew him. I was uh, manager of Brighton and Hove Albion in 2017 when uh, we tried to sign him. And um, so he's somebody that I met. I was aware of the circumstances. We had just got promotion to the Premier League, so this would have been a wonderful opportunity first um, for him, um, but also in what was a very multicultural um, squad that I had, would have been the first Ghanaian in my squad. So that would have been a very proud moment. Uh, Chris Easton there speaking to Rafael Germano. So the game is at the Barat Sports Stadium tomorrow for PM and for Nigeria. They started their walk-up qualifying on a very poor note, drawing to Lesotho in Nigeria. You have to win your home games, but they fought at this time. Probably. Also been played? Yeah, it was there. It was available for them. So sure. not sure what's happening to Nigeria. That's it for sports. Thank you very much, Ms. Bao. Let's take some of your messages. You've sent them by WhatsApp. Please force the minority leader to mention the companies now, now, else this case would die a political death. I'm sure you did. He actually mentioned the companies, mentioned okay. a number of companies uh, mm -hmm. with me. Uh, you want to catch the uh, full interviews on our cross our social media platforms also. Uh, this one from uh, Binaba. He says, why should Ken Friata resign now? He should stay and finish his mess. He says the president refused to sack him and now he has brought Ghana uh, to his knees. And this one, Charles in East Lagoon says, the minority can be trusted. They came to public and cry, cry foul. Always, Bart goes on secretly to side with the majority uh, when it comes down to it. Uh, Jones says, in fact, I wasn't expecting anything positive that can transform my life uh, by extension. Ghanaians, that's exactly what happened yesterday. Empty promises and confusing vocabulary. We have this one from Nanaspin Text. Can't we all, including Manasseh, check this tax exemption? Wahala, Ghanaian politicians can't be trusted. Abuchi Philip Keta says, in fact, the NPP government keeps on downplaying the road contractors. Nanado and his minister should stop deceiving the good people of Ghana. Um, Sopo, remember, Angloga uh, in the Volta region says, for the very first time, our wives and sisters are taxed by Nana Kufado government uh, for their pains. Oh, okay, menstruation. Why should part be taxed? He's asking. And uh, we'll take a final one from Comrade Isa Samimo in Boku. Uh, granted over 
it's sad to hear governments that is struggling to secure an IMF deal has granted over four million dollars uh, as tax exemption to 47 NPP affiliated companies and turn around to collect these taxes from the poor salaried worker. Some of your messages. Well, if I know you love your fish, mm-hmm. you may want to hear this because they might soon be more plastics than fish in Ghana's territorial waters. And that's a warning from the Secretary General of the United Nations Convention on Wetlands. According to Dr. Masunda Mumba, plastic pollution along West Africa's coastline is getting out of control and may require drastic measures to deal with it. Now, speaking to Joyneus Blesesoga on the sidelines of the intergovernmental negotiations on plastic pollution in Kenya, the Secretary General noted plastic pollution is adding complexities to the loss of Ramsar sites and other wetlands in Ghana and across Africa. Plastics are a major pollutant of Ghana's coastline, especially in the capital Accra. While there is no ending to this menace, experts fear there is a grave danger to marine life and tackling climate change. It is for this reason that many environmentalists view these intergovernmental negotiations underway in Kenya's capital Nairobi as crucial as it is seeking to create a legally binding framework that will check the plastic pollution menace. We produce about 430 million tons a year and only 10% of that is recycled. 74% ends up in landfills and from there it goes into the environment or it already goes straight into the environment. So we have to take action. We also understand that there are chemicals associated with these plastics, many of them harmful. And we also, of course, understand that when we end up burning plastic, we are causing significant climate impact. Crucial. Also attending the summit is Dr. Masumba Mumba, Secretary General of the Convention on Wetlands, who disclosed worrying signals about the level of plastic pollution. And then imagine the amount of plastics that also enters the sea from the land due to land activity. You'll find that there's a lot of this, the acheke and aloko that they sell on the street, beautiful, and also water sachets. Where are they? In plastics, right? So somebody drinks and throws it on the ground and it floats and finds itself into the sea. So the statistics now, the scientific information is showing that we're going to possibly have more more, more, more plastics than fish in the sea. Well, MFA, when they go to fish, they may catch more plastics than fish for you. We hope it doesn't come to that, you know. Now, a state funeral has been held for former First Lady Theresa Kufo ahead of a final funeral rite on Saturday in the Ashanti region. In a tribute, her children said her compassionate but strict nature and her nicknames like Chief Justice, the Law, and Severe Widow, uh, Widower and former President John Ejekum Kufo in his tribute also said Theresa Kufo helped him to survive a 15-month jail time at the Asha Ford Prison. Max Baba was there. Here's his report. People from diverse backgrounds and political affiliations have gathered at the forecourt of the State House to bid their final farewell to the late former First Lady. felt tribute Edward Ijekum for speaking on behalf of the children said their mother was both compassionate and a disciplinarian and her numerous nicknames the disciplinarian in you and you many coded nicknames such as severe the law chief justice and a few more but somehow you always knew it was you we were referring to Former President John Ejikunku in a tribute on his behalf recounted the resilience of the former First Lady during his incarceration after a coup in 1972. In 1969, I got elected as a member of parliament of the Second Republic for Achima Nwabieja in the Ashanti region. I then also got appointed as Ghana's Deputy Minister of Foreign Affairs under the premiership of the late Professor Kofi Abufabuzia with a shocking and unexpected coup d'etat. 54 of us, including cabinet ministers, junior ministers, and some members of parliament would remain in jail for a minimum period of between 12 and 15 months each. 
This angel of a woman, to my amazement, would survive the ordeal of raising five children on her own. In my absence, Abba gave birth to our fifth and last child. Former President John Mahama commended Teresa Kufo's exemplary life, emphasizing it is worthy of emulation. She was a great person. She was a good first lady. She was very respectable. And um, Ghana is a poorer for her death. And so we wish her a perfect rest. And we also extend our condolences to the former president. soul continue to rest perfectly in the bosom of the almighty may hair gentle soul rest in the bosom of the almighty that's it for news night tonight my name is evans mensa i am mfa powell up next is personality profile with lexus bill and he's interviewing andrew aka the ceo the of the day soon ghana, ghana. Mm-hmm. yeah and also the president of the advertisement association of ghana Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC.